Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 356. Today is Thursday, December 27th. Obviously, we're, uh, I'm sorry, Thursday, December 28th. We're recording it on the 27th because busy time of year and all that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we got Elijah Fire to you guys as much as possible. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the conclusion, the finale of James Gall's Discerning Prophecy teaching series. Uh, went out with a bang yesterday. So if you have not checked it out, go to yesterday's episode. But also, if you go to YouTube, you can access playlists. Rumble does not have playlists yet. Shame, shame. Know your name, Rumble. Uh, but the day that they do, you better be—you better believe that we're going to take all of our teaching series and compile them because they're, they're designed to be able to look at as in a package, share that playlist with other people. We've gotten great feedback from a lot of our teaching series. People use them in their churches, like their their prayer groups and things like that, um, which is just awesome. That's that's what they're there for. They're there for you if you want to grow deeper as a group individually. If you're trying to put language to some stuff you're starting to experience in your walk with the Lord, a lot of people are getting kind of awakened to deeper things of the Lord. And so um, this teaching series was a, a kind of the concluding our year um, of teaching series. And uh, it just really felt really strongly that we needed to focus in on this subject. Uh, and so it was just really cool to see how the Lord brought James Gall and us together at Elijah Fire. And uh, yeah, so check that teaching series out. You won't regret it. Super great some awesome truth bombs in there. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and uh, smash that subscribe button like this video. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to ring a ding, ding the bell notification. So you never miss a moment that we go live, which is normally five days a week this week and next week, little, little bit of a wild card. We're only doing three this week and we're only doing four next week. We do not have a show on Monday because it's new year's. And we, you know, we're enjoying the New Year's. Most people, it's New Year's Eve celebrations. Um, I don't think I've met anybody that does like a legit New Year's Day party. Uh, but if you do, let us know in the comments. Or if you know someone, let us know in the comments. So um, also, guys, this is the end of the year. Uh, so if you guys have not donated someone, you're looking, you're looking for somewhere to donate. You're looking to make a big splash. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give X amount to certain certain someone i would ask that you prayerfully consider supporting this ministry at elijahstreams.com slash donate um you know we're releasing a lot of content there's a lot of moving parts and uh, we so appreciate you guys's donations you guys have been so generous although that you all of those of you who have donated have been so generous uh, and some of you have been also been generous with your prayers and we certainly appreciate those but anytime you guys donate to elijahstreams.com slash donate that goes towards this show and elijah streams and all of the other things that we're doing, but we don't stop there. No, 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 no. We take a portion of every donation and we put it into our water efforts. We have partnered with Show Mercy International and they're doing uh, amazing things overseas, uh, but not just overseas. They're doing them uh, kind of around the globe and it's like growing. And I don't personally know, Steve said uh, on Elijah's Dreams yesterday, so it would have been yesterday. So the 27th it would have been yesterday though, when you're watching this. Said that they have a lot of exciting plans for this next year, and I too am excited because I can't wait to hear what those are as well. So, uh, we're gonna play a quick video and then we're gonna get going with today's fantastic guest. He knows the plans he has for them, he hears their cries, 
He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water. Because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty. But there's many more people in desperate need. Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Thank you guys again for your donations. We love you guys. We love you guys and we so appreciate the support. So again, I wanted to say one more time, no show on Monday, January 1st, 2024, but we will be back in full swing on the second four days of Elijah Fire next week. So, all right, my guest today, most of you know who he is, but there's going to be like one or two people who don't. He is a prophetic dreamer. He is also the author of the new book, the new ebook, Dreams to Save a Nation. He's also the founder of Vanquish Prophetic Warriors and Unapologetic Dreamers. Let's give it up for our guest today, Andrew Whalen. Andrew Whalen, welcome back to Life Fire, dude. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be here, bro. Absolutely. So, why don't you tell people? We'll talk about it again at the end, but tell people about this new ebook that you just released. Yeah. So, I just got done um, writing a book called Dreams to Save a Nation, and it's 30 days of prophetic revelation to help fuel intercession for America. And so, um, I went through Johnny Inlow's Seven Mountain publishing. Nice. And yeah, he said, you know, why don't we just get this out as an ebook because there's kind of a time element with it. Yeah. Um because of what were uh the dreams that we're covering and the mm-hmm. prayer points about this book, it really is significant right now, right this beginning of this year and into the rest of 2024. So, nice. yeah, we've made it available right now as an ebook. Perfect. And um you know, so basically it's um uh Lou Engel does the introduction, Johnny Inlow does the forward, and then I give a prophetic context for the book, and then I include 30 key dreams for the nation, and with each dream, there's commentary, uh, like a brief interpretive commentary, some uh, supporting scriptures, and a decree after each sure. dream. So yeah, you know, really the reason, I mean, I guess there's a, a number of things I could say about why I wrote the book, but if mm-hmm. we just get down to uh, the core of it is our nation is in serious trouble, which shouldn't be a prophetic word to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Be like, hello. Yeah, a little. Yeah. But the fact is, um, even though we're in in the crisis, we are. Mm-hmm. God has provided a solution. He has a remedy, mm-hmm. and he has uh, he he has and is building his church, his ecclesia, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're coming into the time where a nation and nations can be saved in a day. And so this book is um, just my little contribution to seeing that happen to whatever degree. But uh, ultimately, my prayer with it is God, stir up faith, um, bring us into agreement together about specific prayer targets and points 
um, so that we can strike the mark, pray effectively, and see the breakthrough for America. Come on, come on. So everybody, I'm going to say that we'll talk about it again at the end, but there's a link in the description if you're like, no, I got I to gotta get this now while he's talking, while the, the show's going. There's a link in the description under stuff we talked about. You'll see it right there. Boom. It'll take you right to, it's only 11 bucks. You guys come on. Like, and it's a perfect thing to kind of start kind of, if you've been praying about kind of a trajectory of what, what you want to focus on, this could be it. You know, uh, I, I can't see any, any harm in you praying for this nation. Uh, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely need it. So, um, yeah. Which, by the way, Jeff, I'll just say, um, you know, and I shared on Johnny Inlow's show earlier today. Um, or about, yesterday, but today. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> on so, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. That's right. So I shared on that that my I'm, my appeal to people is let's let's pr take the 30, uh, the first 30 days of January um, to really come into a, a place of agreement and we can, you know, you know, who knows who's going to be reading this book and praying it through, right. but we could all be um, in agreement for 30 days on these topics for the first 30 days of January. Wow. So yeah, I'm encouraged yeah. about it. I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm definitely feel like God's going to use it uh, to, to do some things for America. Mm -hmm. And you're fired up too, bro. I am. You're always, you're always fired up, which is good. It doesn't take much and I'm, no. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So dude, there's quite a, quite a bit in here in the notes. Um, so I'll let you start wherever, wherever you want to start. Um, just your heart, I guess, um, you know, this is the second to last episode of Elijah fire for the year. Um, and, uh, and so I guess just starting off wherever you want to, wherever you want to start off, uh, just to leave people with, and launch them because obviously there are people that watched streams on Wednesday, but this is like the last last of Andrew Whalen before 2024 on Elijah's streams, Elijah Fire stuff. So, Lord, I pray that I make it to 2024. <laughs> well, yeah, man, thank you. Um, I there's a lot that could be said. Maybe I'll just try to figure out where the best place to start is. Um, but maybe i'll just jump right into my yeah, notes jump jump on in okay um well let's see okay so i was praying about what to share today and you know there's a lot going on everywhere so you know it's like wow there's a lot of things to cover but i think the lord just is really targeting one specific thing in my heart and um and he brought back a dream from years ago. And I don't even have the date of the dream. I just remember it was in the mid to upper 2000s. So probably like 2008, 2009, right in there. Mm -hmm. And I had a, um, a friend of mine who was, um, she was a younger gal that was a part of a campus ministry that my wife and I were leading at that time. And she'd had a dream with me. And in the dream, um, she came to into the bathroom uh i don't know where if i don't know if it was my house or where it was at but she said i was there in the bathroom and she goes you know it wasn't like you know inappropriate or anything you were just standing there in the bathroom and she said um she goes i looked at you and i said uh, this is what she's saying to me she goes andrew in the dream i asked you what is your job and or or what do you do what is your job or what do you do 
And I said in the dream to her, I said, I sell soap. And um, so she woke up from that dream and told me it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But then then the Holy Spirit started to really kind of, you know, uh, develop that a little bit and, and interpret and basically said, you know, the the bathroom is typically a place of cleansing and deliverance. You know, you're <laughs> you're getting rid of and eliminating things and you're washing and cleaning, uh -huh. you know, um, so it's uh, it, it, it represents that. And so, you know, I felt like I've gone back to that dream several times, but I actually kind of forgot about it. Um, but I really felt like God was saying, Andrew, this is part of what I've made you to, to do and to be is is to be someone who sells soap. You're a soap salesman. In other words, you're going to. Part of what you do is to bring cleansing, mm. deliverance, washing, all of that. Um, but here's something that was so interesting is um, I was in Colorado and uh, this is about, let's see now, that was probably almost 10 years after that dream. And I was in Colorado and my wife was going to this organic um, skincare. It, it was a business meeting uh, for this organic skincare company that her friend invited her to. And she wanted to know if I wanted to come. I was like, not a chance in the world. Do I want to go yeah. to some, organic <laughs> you know, I was like, no, sounds amazing, Andrew. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> so she comes back after the meeting and um, she looks at me and, or I say to her, I say, Hey, how was your meeting? And she goes, it was great. She goes, um, she goes, it, you know, it's all about organic skincare and, um, soap. And she goes, you know, what do you, or she goes, what do you think about joining this business? And then I spoke up, not even remembering this dream that I, that I just shared. I spoke up and I said, Oh, right. So like, I'm just going to be someone who goes around and sells soap. That's the phrase I told her. I said, so wow. I'm just going to go around and tell people I just sell soap. And immediately the dream comes rushing back. Dude. And, um, and I felt the Lord was like, Andrew, do the job. Actually do it as a prophetic sign of who I'm making you to be. And I thought, mm. this is so bizarre. So I went to go work for this soap company. And I le legitimately sold soap. And... Um, but all along the way, the Lord began to prophetically speak to me. In fact, not only did I sell the soap, uh, by the way, this is a really cool story. The lady who developed this uh, soap company, she had prayed beforehand for God to give her um, her like this multi, I don't know, if, she was praying for a, a business um, idea. God, I want a business idea that makes me millions and billions. <laughs> and she's like, I want to fund the kingdom. Well, guess what? She had a dream. And in her dream, she saw the name of a soap company. And in the dream, she saw all the ingredients that was going to be added to it. So she did this. She created this thing. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a million, making millions of dollars now, this company. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, how cool is that? God is into giving business ideas and all of that. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's like this, that really does, um, really mess with like the whole, there's this whole thing of like, 
and it sometimes it's a subconscious thing that's active and people sorry this is kind of like a side note but i was just thinking about it is this whole thing of like you know we take issue we in the church take issue with people who are wealthy or have money and there's this twisted theology that like you need to be poor to be you know able to serve the kingdom which is just not true you know and there's been plenty of right. people in the bible who were wealthy that funded yeah kingdom stuff so anyways I like you know that. i loved well no amen to that i um and i'm i'm taking a little bunny trail here real quick too but yeah, dude. just to add on to that my this lady who started this company her and her husband i, I love the this couple because they really struggled financially and they were in full-time ministry working for a church and you know um struggling and just couldn't hardly afford anything, paid the bills, all that. And they're like, man, God, something's got to change. And then that's when God dropped this idea. And then, you know, they began to work on it and, you know, they had to be diligent with it. That's the thing though, is like, sometimes God gives ideas and dreams, but we don't steward them enough. We don't yep. attend to them yep. enough. And when the going gets tough, sometimes we, we let go, we quit. And you know, what's really cool is this, this couple told me they, they did this business basically um, everything they put in uh, or everything they made from it for like the first eight or nine years went right back into the business. So they weren't really making much, no. but then they basically, they took it online and like in three months they made several million dollars. I mean, it was just boom That's you know, in a moment. And so it's just continued to grow and accelerate. But the cool thing is, is, you know, I've asked them, they're like, Hey, if this thing falls, our hope's not in this business. Um, our hopes in God, but they said, you know, if even if this business fails, God's made us to be creators and producers. And so in in one way or another, we're going to continue to create and produce and God will provide. So I just love that that mentality. It's like we're not, you know, we don't have to be um, depending on the market or, you know what I mean? Like God will make us, he will give us creative solutions. He'll give us the ability to produce things that are needed. And he just has a way of providing. So that's maybe yeah. somebody needed to hear that today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as we're entering into 2020, 2024 for sure. Absolutely. Well, anyway, so, you know, the reason I shared that story is because during that time of I got connected with this business. They brought me into the shop and I actually started to make soap. Um, yeah, I was making like, you know, I was making all sorts of different soap wild... making machine. Yeah, man. I was, yeah. you know, in fact, I would smell so good after this. Like yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'd go through the drive through and, you know, I'd show up and people like, Whoa, you smell amazing. I was like, that's the aroma of Christ. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, so my wife's not here to roll her eyes at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the cool thing was though, during that time, like God's teaching me, he's like, Andrew, you know, this is some of how the Lord will speak to me is he'll mm -hmm. put me in situations and teach me right through it. He's like, Andrew, the, the, uh, the cleansing process, all of this, the refining. Yeah. So he taught me about, you know, Malachi talk about Elijah fire. Elijah fire is defined literally in the book of Malachi. It's chapter three, one through three. And it says, behold, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. 
Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Then the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. See, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire, like a launderer's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. Mm. Then they will present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. So that's, you know, um, that's a prophetic uh, picture of both both John the Baptist and Christ. You know, the messenger John the Baptist was coming and uh, he was coming in the spirit of Elijah. Um, and obviously, I believe when Christ comes into our temple, that's what he does, too. He comes with fire. He comes with cleansing and he does it through his blood. Uh, but. I had this on my heart because I really feel like God was saying, this is some of what um, I'll say it this way. I have had dreams. I've had dreams recently with a um, a prophet who's been in my life in the past. I always tell people he's the scary prophet uh, because he just carried, he was kind of, of the, the old school Leonard Ravenhill, Art Katz, David Wilkerson, love those guys. But but if you hear them, you know what I'm talking about. They've got that like fire. I mean, that intense message on repentance. There's um, the fear of the Lord, all of that, which is wonderful and needed. Uh, But I've been having these dreams with this prophet. And so finally I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why do I keep having these dreams with my scary prophet friend? (laughs) And the Lord said, because Andrew, you're going to begin to step into a measure of that mantle or that anointing. And I said, okay. And, and I do feel like he's been bringing me more and more under that kind of um, stream, so to speak of that uh, launder uh, refiners fire and launderers soap. And number one, he's doing it in me, but number two, it's a message. I think he's, putting more and more and more on my heart because the body of Christ needs to hear it as well. Mm. Um, So moving forward, you know, I I think it probably, you know, goes without saying that God's cleansing the prayer movement. Um, If you're not familiar with what's been happening at the international house of prayer, Kansas city, there's been a lot of um, uh, unfortunate things that have come to light. Some, uh, some very disappointing things of um, sexual uh, abuse, spiritual clergy, sexual abuse, and and those kinds of things. Um, And so uh, with that, you know, um, I believe that that's part of the message that God is bringing to his body right now. And I I have a couple dreams that I'll just share this that I think are important. I won't go into all the details. Okay. But in 2014, and by the way, people may not know, I never was a part of the International House of Prayer, but I definitely received blessing from going to several of their conferences over the years. And and thousands of people. Oh, man. Yeah. Thousands of people have. Yeah. And honestly, I still have great, great memory of great times of of enjoying the presence of the Lord, enjoying the fellowship with other believers and 
so I have a, you know, a thankful place in my heart for IHOP and all of that. Um, but well, so to say that is in 2014, I had a dream that I saw um, IHOP was shutting down. I didn't know why. I didn't know why, except that I saw the building had been on fire. Wow. And so whole, what year was this that you had this dream? This was 2014. Yeah. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you, it was in 2014, my wife and I were called by the Lord to start a house of prayer uh, where we were located. It, it wasn't um, in the same um, model, so to speak, as as IHOP, but but we definitely gleaned some things. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know, I felt like God was saying, Andrew, because I've raised you up to be um, a leader of prayer, to raise up a house of prayer, I'm going to give you some intel on what's happening in this prayer movement, um, especially with regard to IHOP KC. So I had that first dream in 2014 that I saw the building on fire and I saw that it was shut down. And then I saw several of the students and the, the people and the, uh, the attendees of the prayer, uh, prayer room and all that, they were basically scattered and they went to different locations. And I saw that the torch of prayer that IHOP had been carrying was now being relocated into other places. Wow. So, you know, the dream didn't honestly make a lot of sense to me at the time. I, I just didn't even understand why I was seeing that. And um, in 2022, my wife again had, well, let me, let me tell you this. And you have to know my, my context is I have no context. Like I just don't have context for why I'm getting any of this. Um, and in 2022, it was the fall um, before these dreams that I'm about to share. I step out of my vehicle in Texas. I'm, I'm at a coffee shop getting ready to go into the coffee shop. I step out and I hear the Holy Spirit. Like it was almost like he arrested me. It just mm. boom, he came on me. And I remember posting about it. I think later later that day or maybe the following day, I posted what happened to me because it was so boom. And it was out of the blue. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, um, the chorus of prayer that I'm about to bring forth in the earth is going to make the modern uh, or current prayer movement look like a drop in the bucket. Hmm. I heard him say that that was in uh, fall of 2022. Wow. Well, within, I don't know, several weeks of that encounter, my wife has a dream. And in her dream, she saw that I was in the basement of International House of Prayer, Kansas City. And she said that I took two eyeballs. I don't, I don't know whose eyeballs, but I had two eyeballs. <laughs> And she said, I, um, in fact, I think she called them like, you, you know, those little eyeballs that you can stick to things and they, they like wiggle around. Uh huh. It was like those, she said they were real big, but the googly had, eyes, the googly eyes. Yeah. And she's like, you, you stuck the googly eyes, those, those sticker eyes down in the basement, the foundations of IHOP, uh, in the dark basement. And she goes in the dream. I saw that, um, based on what was found by those eyes, the, the fire, uh, the whole building caught fire. Wow. And she wow. told me, she goes, all the students left the university and, and the, uh, IHOP was basically closed down or, or wasn't, wasn't running like it had been before. So to be honest, when I had the dream, you know, both my wife and I, 
you have to know, like we looked at each other like weird. Why are we getting a dream like that? You know, mm-hmm. and we didn't have anything suspicious going on in our hearts. After all this time, we're like thinking, oh, weird. I don't know why we're getting that. Hmm. So about a month after that um, or several weeks, I get a dream. And in the dream, I'm going through IHOP, Kansas City, and I'm going through the halls. I'm going through rooms and I'm seeing empty boxes. I'm seeing empty chairs, chairs stacked on each other like they've been sitting uh, like all dusty. The the place looked like um, an empty warehouse. And in the dream, I remember thinking to myself, this looks like the shell of a once glorious place. Hmm. And um, and I said in the dream, and by the way, um, Lou Engel and Dean Briggs, two guys uh, were in the dream and I was talking to them and I told them, I, it's like I'm prophesying to them, they're there. And I said, I said the, um, what did I say? Oh, I said, the house of prayer has not received the prophets and they've rejected the prophets. And I said, where did all the prophets go? essentially is what I said. And then in the dream, I said, God has written Ichabod over IHOP because they did not receive the prophets. Wow. And yeah. And, you know, I wake up from this dream and I'm thinking, what? That's a pretty weighty dream. I didn't even know what to do with it. So I just sent it to Lou and uh, Dean. I, I said, I have no idea what to do with this. So here you guys go. Um, so I didn't hear anything back until about a month ago when all this stuff started to, to really emerge or maybe a couple months ago. So all that to say, Ichabod, you know, it comes from basically the, the biblical storyline of Eli and his sons and all of that. But, um, Ichabod means the glory has departed. Mm. And, um, and one thing I did say in the dream was this, I said, I see that Ichabod has been written over it, but the glory will return. But then in the dream, I said, well, I don't know if the glory will return. The Lord hasn't shown me, but I believe it will. Hmm. That's what I said in the dream. Interesting. So I'm sharing all that, Jeff, because I feel like what the timing of things right now, I almost feel like God was preparing me in 2022 that those fall months, I get the word that the prayer movement is going to what's coming. The prayer movement that God's about to unleash across the earth is going to make our present prayer movement look like a drop in the bucket. And then he gives me these dreams about exposure, about the fire at IHOP, about Ichabod. And I'm thinking, I'm, I feel like God's saying, I am about to send a cleansing fire, a, a refiner's fire, a launderer's soap into my house of prayer. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. I'm going to go cleanse the prayer movement, the priesthood, so to speak. And I feel like that's part of what we're witnessing right now, because God is about to amp up the glory in the earth, but he can no longer, he cannot endorse the defilement that's been going on. Yeah. And so Jeff, to go along with that, I'll say part of what Part of why I believe we're seeing this exposure happen and and this fire happen is because the International House of Prayer Kansas City has been, for lack of a better phrase, the standard bearer 
of prayer and night and day prayer mm -hmm. for the body of Christ, probably worldwide. And I have I felt the grieving of the Holy Spirit saying the what the defilement allowed was powerless prayer. See, it doesn't mean that God, it doesn't mean that the prayers that the saints there prayed weren't like he didn't listen to him, but but he did just he clarified for me. He said, It's not that I turned a deaf ear, it's that the demonic had so many places and so many reasons to breach that place and and it hindered it worked against it it resisted it delayed it actually worked witchcraft against wow. what the power the purity and the power of prayer uh, that god intended and so what we have witnessed is not the uh a purified prayer movement we haven't seen the kinds of fruit and the kinds of power that could happen when night and day prayer goes forth, where there's not defilement operating within the, the authority of that structure. Oh, that. Wow. So, you know, Man. part of what I think God's saying is, hey, where I'm about to take this thing, where I'm about to move in the earth, I have to bring a cleansing because the, the lack of purity and the defilement has opened the floodgate for the demonic to interfere to steal, to kill, to destroy, to cut off the kind of glory I want to bring. So that to me is where we're at right now. And, and part of what God is shaking and, and doing. No kidding. And I think too, obviously within IHOP, there was a breach from the top, you know, like top places of authority is a covering over other people so i mean it because it's not obviously like i'm i'm glad you pointed it out you're like it's not that like the prayers weren't necessarily effective per se because i mean you had so many people who genuinely love the lord who have oh, a yeah. correct heart posture towards the lord that have been are still in ihop um but you have that those entry points and I, I use this analogy a lot, but it's a good one. So, and it could be for a lot of different things, but like a lot of people are going to know because they've heard me say this so many times, but sin is like the gate of a fortress. And if you are the fortress, that sin is like that gate, you open that gate and it's like trying to fight an enemy on the walls of your fortress while you've got this gate wide open, the enemy's pouring in. You cannot fight an effective battle against an enemy that you're meant to repel yep. and prevent from coming in if your gate is wide open and so your fortress is filled with the enemy as well. Um, it's like you need to shut the gate, deal with the enemy on the inside, and then you can actually wage a good warfare yep. on the outside. And so sin is definitely a pic it's definitely a picture of sin and what sin does. When there's a breach there. Well, and and Jeff, why would God's why would God be so harsh by saying Ichabod has been named over over IHOP? By the way, I'm not saying that. That wasn't my. I didn't initiate that word. It came to me in a dream. Yeah, I'm just reporting, yeah. and so that I'm reporting what I saw. Why would God be so intense and harsh? Uh, you know, like whoa, what are you saying, Lord? You, you won't you won't endorse this with your glory at all? No. I feel like God, in the dream, I said, they didn't receive the prophets. What's that mean? Well, 
part of what I believe it means is that because I know personally and experientially that when I've been off, when I've been in sin, when I've been, when I've tried to hide my sin, mm. when I have done those things, I have never seen the father let me go too long without confronting me. Mm. He'll confront me in some way or another, and I'll know that I know it's him. And he'll send, he'll send the prophetic word to me, whether it's in a dream, whether it's through someone uh, getting a dream about me, whether it's... The, so what I'm trying to say is I believe without a shadow of a doubt that the prophets have seen. There has been many people who have seen, who have come to bring correction, to bring... And, and it wasn't in condemnation. It was to say, here's what we're seeing. This has got to be... We've got to adjust this. we got to get clean. we got to bring correction. And I believe a repeated, uh, you know, when you hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your heart. I believe a repeating of a hardening of heart has actually brought them to this point where the Lord says, because when the word of the Lord came, when I sent my prophets, when I sent my correction, when I sent my word, you hardened your heart. And God's saying, now I got to take my glory off of this thing. I've got to bring a re- uh, a reworking of a wineskin where there is uh, purity, holiness. Because here's the other thing is, I don't believe, Jeff, and you said it really good. I don't believe that we have a great revelation of the kind of spiritual um, invasion that takes place when we open those kinds of gates. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think... <laughs> But here's the deal. The fruit, the fruit of you opening, when I say you, I don't mean you. I just mean the fruit of any of us opening these gates of idolatry, of immorality, is that we begin to be hindered in our effectiveness. Uh, and we no longer, we no longer resist the devil. We've made room for him. Mm. And now the people, if we're in authority, now the now what we've allowed comes down on those that we've been given charge to care for and to serve. And so I think that's what has happened is that there's been so much defilement. Uh, and so anyway, I don't, I don't want to harp on the fact that that's there. I just feel like it's important for the body of Christ to understand here is where we're at right now. Yeah. God, he's looking, this is the good news is he is looking to bring us into such a, a dynamic move of glory. I think I think what I've seen coming in dreams, at least prophetically, is that it's going to take our breath away. I don't think we've experienced to any level the kind of glory we're about to experience. Mm. And so God's getting ready to um to get us get us positioned for it. Um, yeah, there's oh. some, it's not without a little discomfort, you know, because no, exactly. he's got a clean house and, 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 and purify and that, oh boy, that is dis, that, that's not comfortable, you know, and even if you're not on the receiving end of it, but you're just, because we're all part of the same body, you know, it's like, there's that, you feel it in the spirit. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And the thing is, is that no fire is not pleasant, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not pleasant. It, there's there's some intensity with it, and I think that um, I think that we just instead of uh, fighting God, 
resisting him, let's submit to him. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Let's submit to him and submit to his dealing, submit to the fire. Scripture says that in Revelation that Jesus has eyes of fire and he knows the hearts and the minds. He, that's what he does is he searches hearts, he searches minds. And his eyes are a blazing fire. That fire is going after the inward parts of his people um, because that's what can bring defilement. It's not what a man eats. It's what comes out of him. It's what's on the inside uh, that brings defilement, makes him unclean. And um, so moving on, I'll just say recently I've been thinking about um, I've been thinking about defilement. That word defilement, I, I believe. I'm not going to do it the kind of justice that word deserves. The, the It needs to be expounded on further. I'll just say it that way. But I can't get away from it in the spirit. It's like every day I'm hearing the Holy Spirit talking to me about defilement. Mm. And I'm I'm saying, okay. And I know, there's, I know there are personal applications to it for my own life. I know God's saying, Andrew, uh, you know, it's like Isaiah said, whoa, I'm undone. I've been around a people of unclean lips. I've been a man of unclean lips. Mm -hmm. It's like God's touching on things in my own soul. Yeah, dude. And he's saying there's been defilement based on what you've allowed, what you've tolerated, what you've said, what you've, Mm -hmm. you know, so he's coming after those things in my own soul. But he's also been showing me that the enemy's goal has to, has been to defile everyone he possibly can. Think, you know, even in the natural, think about what's happening. We're seeing just cases of child molestation, child, all of sexual abuse. It's like skyrocketing. Why? Because I believe this is what the enemy has been working uh, and building against us is something he needs to defile us. Defilement opens up doors and gateways for his access, for him uh, to gain room and territory. Um, and you know, I was watching the Hobbit. You've seen the Hobbit. Uh, oh yeah. Many times. Yeah. So the guy in there that's called the defiler as the defiler. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I was watching that and I don't know why I've seen it several times, but mm-hmm. it was like watching it for the first time. Like the first time I ever heard it is yeah. how it hit me. And I was like, Oh my goodness. The defiler. This yeah. is what the devil is looking to. He's looking to defile everything he possibly can, turning something, breaching us, breaching our walls of protection through defilement. Mm. Mm. And so what is defilement? I, I mean, again, this needs to be expounded on further, but I'll just kind of t- uh, summarize that the Bible usually uses the word defilement in reference to ceremonial or sexual impurity. Um, idolatry is sure to defile those who fall into that sin. Um, In Jeremiah 32, uh, the Lord is angry with Israel because they set up their vile images in the house that bears my name and they defiled it. Um, So bringing idols into the Lord's temple was an act of defilement. Any type of sexual sin defiles a person as well. Hmm. Um, So, let, let me say this. I had a dream years ago. In the dream, I was 
I found myself eating a snake. Okay. That's pretty striking imagery. <laughs> yeah. And I looked over at my wife and she was eating a snake. Wow. And in the dream, I said, uh oh, I, I'm literally saying, uh oh, I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> and I say to myself out loud, I said, the enemy has been allowed to attack us uh, and, and has been given access through our prayerlessness is what I said. Hmm. And so that was the dream. And I, um, I remember waking up and thinking, I, I woke up and I talked to my wife immediately and I said, you know what? What's the cause of our prayerlessness? It's idolatry. We've, hmm. we've just set up so much other things as distractions, as time wasters, as uh, as all these things, and it's brought defilement. Wow. Uh, and and so I woke up out of that dream. I talked to her about that. I drove from from that morning. I drove to the nearest Best Buy store because I had to run an errand. And I pull into my parking spot, and I happen to look over, and my mom is is parked at the next spot right next to me. And I go, "This is in real life, not in a dream." This is in real life. Okay. Yeah. You know, she didn't know I was going to be at Best Buy. And I didn't know she was either. Uh, and our town at the time, you know, fairly big town, it was pretty odd to run into her. So uh, I was like, Mom, what are you doing here? And she goes, oh, hey. She, goes, she looked at me real seriously. She, she said, Andrew, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why? She goes, I had a, a terrible dream last night. She goes, I saw these massive snakes trying to get into uh, all the, the cracks of your foundation and the cracks of your walls. And they were trying to attack you with all their might. And, you know, I woke, or I didn't wake up. That was real life. I, I was like freaking out. I was like, mom, you have no idea. I said, this is confirmation. Okay. Well that I won't go into detail, but I'll say almost immediately uh, chaos broke out in our life. Uh, my, my wife got into a head-on collision the very same day. Um, I mean, it, it was just like God was giving, he was allowing me to see up close and personal that defilement opens gates. It opens doors. It allows the enemy room to attack. It's not that that's God's will. It's that this is what defilement can do. Um, so does that make sense, Jeff? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. hundred percent. So. You know, I wanted to kind of just say that to say, I, I believe that this is some of the condition that the body of Christ is. And again, I'm not trying to be judgmental with everybody here or anything like that. I'm I'm looking at my own self and I'm saying, Lord, um, you've made me brand new. I have a new nature, a new identity. I'm The old man is dead. The new man is fully alive in Christ. So anything that defiles spirit, flesh, soul, any of that, I don't want it. I don't want it. It doesn't belong with me. It doesn't yeah. belong in any of us. And yeah, dude. And we have to just be so aware uh, that that we can hinder the power, um, the glory of God because of that. Let me move on and just say, recently, even after this, uh, kind of the things with IHOP started to come into light. God brought me back to a dream from. Uh, I think it was about 15 or 16 years ago. Um, in the dream, I walk into a room 
at a place called Valentine. I just knew it was called Valentine. Okay. And in the dream, I knew that this place represented God's pure, jealous love. Um, by the way, jealousy is not necessarily a good thing, but when it's coming from the pure heart of God, jealousy is a good, his jealousy mm -hmm. for us mm -hmm. is a good thing. But I knew it was his jealous love for us. And as I'm in this place, all of a sudden, a man named Leonard Ravenhill uh, walks into the room. And for those who don't know Leonard Ravenhill, he's just a very intense kind of, a, you know, I don't know how you want to say it, but re real repentance, fiery uh, prophet guy. So he um, he looked at me in the dream. And he said, Andrew, um, you're on your way, but the fear of the Lord is not yet seen on your face. Mm. And I woke up from the dream and it was like, oh, my Lord. I knew. See, here's the Bible. The Bible in Proverbs, it talks about how the heart or the face of a man is a reflection of the heart, just like the water uh, is a reflection. So, like, I knew God was saying there's things in your heart the way that you have postured your heart, the what you have allowed, what you are tolerating, what you are, your the way you're walking, there's things in your life that have have put a bent in your heart that doesn't yet reverence, fully reverence and fear the Lord. Hmm. And um and so I want to just say that is I believe God is looking to restore the fear of the Lord. What what is the fire and the soap coming to do to cleanse us of of rebellion, witchcraft and to restore the healthy fear of the Lord? The Bible says the fear of the Lord is clean and it's the beginning of wisdom. And the fear of the Lord keeps us uh hating evil. You know, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And I believe that's part of what God wants to do is restore the fear of God where, where we don't tolerate what he hates because we also hate it, you know, because it's in our heart to hate it uh, anyway. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, and so, I, think, I think that that should bring encouragement to people. Um, it's like I think even with just like the dream you had about IHOP is it's not it does seem like, I mean, I don't know. Is it one of those things where it's like, cause I'm just kind of going back to what you said in the dream as a result of like Ichabod is over, which means like the glory has departed. Um, but is it more a, Hey, now IHOP has, has an opportunity to respond to this conviction from the Lord and then God can redeem it, but it really is dependent upon how they respond to it or, because I think that that's not just a picture of IHOP. That's a picture of what God is doing in the body of Christ as a whole Yeah. of like, hey, how we respond to this rather than like, no, I want to hide. I want to hide this, whatever it is, or no, this thing is mine or whatever it is. It could be idolatry. It could be, you know, hidden sin that you're trying to hide. But um i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it really is just how, how we respond to this conviction yeah. in the lord because i don't know how you can hear a message like this and not get convicted in some way to be completely honest just like man oh yeah this is an area that i need to 
get and, serious. And yeah, and I, I'm not sure if I'm going to answer your question right, but it's <laughs> fine. Just say whatever comes to your mind, dude. Okay. Well, I'll say it this way: is that I've been around a lot of like over the years. I've I've had a lot of convicting messages and convicting preaching and you know uh there there's this fine line where where we can we can think that the the answer to conviction is to become self-righteous and and that's not what god's looking for he's not looking for us to somehow fix ourselves um but it is, but I do believe what he's looking for is an acknowledgement, a yielding. He's saying, hey, just acknowledge where you've been wrong. You know, for instance, let's just say it was whatever spiritual leader has had a fall, you know, and it's become a public thing. Um, you know, I wonder where along the way they just stops trying and just were like you know what i'm gonna live this double life part of me wonders if they were just had tried in their own strength their own flesh to be righteous and they realized <laughs> this doesn't work um i'm wondering if what god is really after when he convicts us is just to say yes god i you are right i i'm i'm guilty of this but it's not who i am hmm. And so now help me to be who you say I am and and I'm dependent on your grace. Hmm. And, and I think that's more and more of what God wants to. Uh, it, yes, it's about repentance. We throw off, we turn away the uh, the sin, the things that we were doing, the uncleanness that we were a part of. Maybe some people need to be severe, have some severe. Uh, I don't know if severe is the right word. But maybe you know the Bible says, "Judge yourself, lest you be judged." You know, bring a measure of judgment on your own life in the sense of not. I'm not saying go condemn yourself. I'm saying judge. the The word judge really means to make decision. Be a decider in your life and say, "This, what I'm handling, what I'm tasting, what I'm touching, these kinds of things, they don't belong here. I can't allow myself uh, to participate with pornography. I mm -hmm. need to have." I need to have clear boundaries. I need, yeah. and you know what? I need to bring a decision into this area of my life. And so I'm going to not hide it any longer. I'm yeah. going to go confess it to somebody so I can get it into the light mm -hmm. and then I can get help. Um, you know, so I don't even know what I'm saying right now, except that, no, that's good, man. you know, conviction is a good thing. Conviction eventually unresponded to conviction eventually becomes condemnation mm. and it, it puts you into a cycle of shame and it actually brings the law on you and the curse of the law is that it it uh reveals sin more and it and it produces the cycle of sin more and more and more and more so conviction is a great thing if you're being convicted right now of an error in your life don't be don't be mad at yourself don't be um don't condemn yourself in the sense that, oh, shoot, I blew it. And there's no it's it's God's way of saying, look, I love you. I, I so desire to bring you in more and more into likeness with my son. I want you to be free. I want you to walk in the manner and the power of Jesus. Mm. So these are some of the dude.
That's good, man. And, you know, let me, I, I may have shared this on here before, but can I share one more dream? Please. Okay. Yeah. I think this is an important dream because it set me free. So here, I'll say this. Here's what God's doing. He is coming in the spirit of Elijah. He's coming with Elijah fire right now. <laughs> this is what he's doing in the earth, in his body, yeah. first and foremost. Judgment begins in the house of God. And when I say judgment, I mean, he's making some decisions. He's deciding and he's saying, I want to bring glory into my house like never before. The latter glory shall be greater than the former. But for me to bring them into the greater glory, I've got to bring a cleansing, a refining, a purifying. And so I'm going to be pointing out things with my eyes of fire. They're jealous eyes. I'm going to restore the fear of the Lord to them. I'm going to shake some things that need to be shaken. I'm going to break them out of their complacency. I'm going to get them unhooked from their idolatry. I'm going to bring them back into alignment and in step with my spirit. This is where we're at. This is what he's doing. Um, but here's a dream that's going to encourage you in the process. All right. So this was in 2019. I had a, um, a dream. And in the dream, um, I was brought before the court of heaven, the courts of heaven. I, I don't know, court or courts, whatever. I was in a court room in heaven. And I was brought there by an accuser. I didn't see the accuser, but I knew he was there and I knew he was accusing me. And I also knew that I was in heaven. I knew that I was in the court of heaven. The accuser had a very large uh, and condemning list of crimes that I was guilty for. And in my dream, I realized that the accusations against me were somehow true. By the way, when I saw these lists of crimes, it said, murder, adultery. I mean, like bad crimes, you know, I was like, what? And, and in the dream, I somehow, I, I somehow knew I was guilty and I wept. I wept in the dream and I said, I don't know how this is true, but it's true. I, I'm guilty of all these things. I admitted my guilt. And in the dream, I said, wow, I do not know uh, I don't know how I'm guilty, but it's true I'm guilty. And then one thing that I realized is that in heaven, sins are magnified. So I was being charged with murder, adultery, and more for things such as lust, gossip, and hatred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's exactly what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. He uh -huh. says, if you, if you have lust for a person in your heart, that's adultery. If you have hatred for one another, that's murder. And, um, and that's how it is in heaven. That's how heaven sees it. So in my dream, as I stood before the judge, weeping and acknowledging my guilt, suddenly my advocate, I knew he, all I knew is he's my advocate, which we know who that is, uh -huh. Jesus. He, my advocate rose to my defense and he said, it is true what this accuser has said about Andrew. He is guilty. However, when Andrew was committing these crimes, his accuser had put him under witchcraft. And with intense anger, the judge rose to his feet. He pointed at my accuser and he said, because you put him under witchcraft, 
you will be held guilty for his crimes and you must repay sevenfold what you stole. Hmm. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. And, um, you know, that dream, I woke up from that dream so encouraged because I realized the heart of the Father is not to condemn us. And it, it's really the accuser who wants us to be found uh, accused and guilty. The fact of the matter is I, I gained some in, uh, some revelation from this dream. One, agree with your accuser. <laughs> Most likely the enemy, what I mean is when the enemy's accusing you of something, he's probably got, he's a legalist. He's probably got something on you. You know, he's mm-hmm. probably got some dirt on you in some way. Yield and say, God, forgive me. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, most likely I'm guilty of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then recognize, man, the Lord's heart towards you is not to leave you under guilt and condemnation. In fact, He's looking for every way he can to respond to the, uh, the the shed blood of his son. He's looking for every way he can to bring glory uh, to the uh, to the son and what he did for us. Yeah. And so Jesus is looking to condemn sin in us through in his own flesh where it's operating in us, he's looking to condemn it. He's looking to tear it down, to destroy it. And the fact is defilement has, it's almost like this whole generation has come under defilement and it's been through witchcraft. Mm -hmm. We have been so corrupted and polluted in the realm of media. And I'm telling you, this is like witchcraft driven uh media where where our it's the floodgates have been open for the most gross perversion pornography now kids kids who who don't have the moral uh i don't know what you want to say it the the moral gates set up yet are being indoctrinated oh yeah through perversion and witchcraft this is the defilement that's taking place and see, God's seeing all of this, and he's saying, I'm not looking to condemn my people. I'm looking to answer the cry of my son for their mercy and their forgiveness and their cleansing. Um, but what we have to do is our part and repent, acknowledge where, where he's right, repent for it, and let the Lord cleanse you, heal you, restore you, and get you back going. So, Yeah, come on. Well, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and pray into that? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Well, well, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for every person today. I just thank you for all of my brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And Lord, you know, even where it concerns IHOP and Mike Bickle and and this whole situation, Lord, I believe that that you you are bringing a fire. You are bringing a cleansing soap to remove defilement, to remove idolatry, to remove immorality. But God, in the midst of this, I pray, would you bring judgment on the work of the enemy here? Would you destroy his works in all of this? Lord, I pray 
even what I heard you say that God prayer, the chorus of prayer that rises now from here forth, I pray, let the chorus of prayer begin to take on a new measure of authority, of purity, of power, of holiness, of beauty. And Lord, I pray that there would be a demonstration of your glory in the earth, in your people, in and through your people like never before. May we, may we begin to see heaven come on earth. Yes, Lord. Your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth, just as it is in heaven, I pray. And Lord, I pray for those right now that are suffering uh, because of um, their, I don't know, d- discouragement, disappointment, shame. They're under bondage. They're under captivity. Maybe this conviction, maybe this word is hard for them to hear because of the, the place of shame that they've been in. Lord, I pray liberate your sons and daughters right now. I pray that your cleansing soap would come. The blood of Jesus would speak a better word right now. I just say even to you right now, right now, wherever you're at, even even to the Father, confess your sin. The Bible says if you confess your sin to him, he's faithful. He's just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And I want to just say right now, confess to him right now where you're at. Mm. Don't stay in a cave of shame. Don't go back into a cycle of sin and condemnation. Come into the place and the grace of confession because there is forgiveness right now. So, Lord, I pray for those right now who are just confessing uh, where your finger, where your light has pointed out, has shined to an area of their heart. To any area of agreement, toleration, participation of idolatry, immorality of any sort. God, I pray that you would just wash and cleanse right now. Let the blood of Jesus Christ, let the blood of Jesus Christ speak a better word right now for every son, every daughter. And God, I pray that the witchcraft that's been over hearts and minds, the onslaught, of the enemy's defilement, the the way he has sought to defile this generation. I pray, God, deliver every single one right now. Deliver every single one who's saying, yes, God, I need freedom. I need deliverance. I I need forgiveness. I need washing and cleansing. I pray, God. Break the power yes. of that witchcraft. Yes, Break the, the dominion of pornography. Break the dominion of sexual immorality, of Jezebel's tauntings, of her seductions and witchcrafts. I pray, break them free right now. And Lord, I do say across the whole entire body of Christ, God, we welcome, we welcome the refiner's fire and the fuller's soap. Not because it's comfortable, but because we just need it, Lord. We need your cleansing. We need your washing because we know that out of it is coming the clean fear of the Lord. And I pray, Lord, today, restore to each and every one of us. Let our face reveal the heart posture Mm. of the fear of the Lord. Let the fear of the Lord be seen on our face. And God, I thank you that today's a new day. I just speak that over every person. It's a new day. It is a new day. It is a new day. Your mercy is brand new every morning. God, where people need to make things right, where they need to bring confession to another person, 
maybe where they need to to uh, to literally close close doors and shut gates and trash idols and throw things out that have been a place of defilement. Lord, I pray let your let your loving conviction work. Holy Spirit, let let your work be done in hearts right now. And um, and God, I do pray. I do pray that you would restore to each and every one of us a clear conscience, that mm -hmm. you would sprinkle the guilt of our conscience with the blood of the Lamb. Let our consciences be cleared and cleaned. Um, and Lord, by your grace, we will keep in step with your Spirit and walk, uh, walk in more and more godliness. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Shamba You know, I just am hearing too that God says there's some relationships in people's lives that are actually your your allowance of these relationships are actually the door of your defilement. Wow. And so I just feel like God's wanting you to know that. Some of you have entered into, maybe you've never even used the language of covenant, but God says your relationship with people has been almost like covenantal in an unhealthy, well, an unhealthy way. And because of it, there's some soul ties and there's defilement and it's, it's kept you, it's hindered you, it's blocked you, it's, it's kept you in cycles. Um, and I, I just believe and I'm not trying to make people suspicious, you know, don't, don't go around suspicious of everybody. I'm just saying there's going to be, the Holy Spirit is going to shine light right now uh, to some of you. And some of you know exactly what the Holy Spirit's saying hmm. because he's pinpointing it right now. He's saying, yeah, this relationship is, is a door of defilement. And so, by the way, I just feel like God's saying it doesn't always have to be sexual to be uh, a door of defilement. Hmm. Um, there can be just an unhealthy, un, uh, I, I want to say maybe a non-God-endorsed relationship that has become emotional to whatever degree, and it's, and it's, um, it's brought a defilement uh, to your heart, to your mind. And, um, and so, Lord, I pray. Just show us, Holy Spirit. You are the perfect teacher. You'll lead us and guide us uh, into and bring us into all truth. I pray, mm. In Jesus' name. Yeah, and Lord, I just pray for uh, those that are um, feel like they have sin they need to confess. Lord, that um, God, that you would provide people around them. And there actually might be people already around you that in this moment, you've been having a difficult mind. Who do I even confess this to? Um, God, that you would just bring that person to mind for them. And that God, I just put, they would just have the courage to step out and, and do that to, yeah. to, to confess that sin. Yeah. Um, and God, you are so good and you're so loving. And um, God, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so that if you have slipped up mm -hmm. to confess that sin and have the courage to confess that sin, because sin wants to hide. Yeah. That's what it wants to do. 
And so to have the courage to actually go against the grain of that and say, no, you know, I messed up. I messed up in this way um, and I need to repent. And um, and so, yeah, Lord, we just pray for uh, God, just protection from condemnation from those. Scripture is very clear. We There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If we've accepted the blood of Jesus to cover our sins, to atone for our sins, there's no condemnation. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, Jeff, let me say this. Um, I recently did a show online and I found myself uh, just openly talking a bit transparently. Mm. And I, I want to just be transparent um, because I think this is going to help some people. Yeah. It was about two and a half or three years ago, somewhere in that range. Um, I was just in a low place and I was, um, uh, I looked at some pornography. Mm. And, um, and by the way, I have great, I have great boundaries, uh, with my online stuff. I I've got covenant eyes and I'm, you know, um, my wife is, my wife's like covenant eyes in the spirit. She sees everything anyway, um, <laughs> which praise God. I praise God. Yeah. <laughs> All that to say is, um, obviously I was ashamed. Obviously I was mad at myself. Obviously I was, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. but and i remember um i had something i had a conference scheduled like later that w- week or something to go speak at travel and speak at and you know my wife's very forgiving but she's also she's also pretty wise she's as wise as a serpent innocent as a dove <laughs> Uh, emphasis on serpent. No, I'm just being, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. But here's the thing that she said, and I so appreciate. She said, here's she said, are you just gonna let this exist? And I said, no. She goes, here's what here's what you need to do. She goes, you need to cancel your your speaking engagement. Um, and you need to call uh the this there was a couple that we had put ourselves just kind of under under their um spiritual authority and we just we said um so she said we're going to call and we're going to have confession and we're going to talk about it said okay not comfortable not pleasant um so i had to call the people that i was supposed to go speak at and i had to tell them uh hey here's what here's where I want to just be transparent and real. I don't want to come minister right now um, and and become self-deceived that that somehow I can walk in in the high call of God and yet tolerate this activity in my life. Yeah. Number two, I had to got on a call with this man and his wife and um, Kelly and myself and just openly confessed. And they said, you know, of course they for you know they prayed and forgave me and you know and all that and they said andrew we're proud of you uh for being willing to you know basically feel a bit of the the cross in this because so many people who who aren't willing to come into the light and confess these kinds of things end up in self-deception yeah and what it does is it 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 continues to progressively hide in darkness. And that's what I think we're, we're seeing so much of. And so all that to say is 
I want everybody to hear my heart. I don't have a I don't have any reason in my heart where I'm looking at somebody and saying how you know how these dare you how, how dare you? you you know the Bible says no uh, no temptation has overtaken us except that which is common to every First, single person. Yeah. First Corinthians ten thirteen. Yep, and so I know it well. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Amen, bro. Yeah, and and so I want to say that to you right now is mm-hmm. two things. There there is a way of escape. I mean, mm. Jesus, th- this is what the body of Christ is for. We're to help clean up, clean one another off, dust each other off. A righteous man may fall seven times. He gets back up. I want to tell you, there's a getting back up right now for, for many of you. And, and just be encouraged. If he is pointing things out in you, it's because he has great things for you. And he is not willing for you to go on a path of destruction or self-deception. So. Yeah. Amen, bro. I, I could so keep good. on going, but I hope. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so good, Andrew. Thank you for sharing, though. And also, seriously, like, dude, that takes. That that takes some serious courage to do what you did, man. Like that's especially operating on that level. It's like. Man, like, and, you know, it's it's interesting because like in those moments I've had things like that too. And the Lord, I just, it's weird. Cause it's like, there's this absolute humbling that takes place. But then you also, I felt like heaven being like, mm, yeah, that's what's up, you know, yeah. like, cause that's, that is like, you like, like that, that pastor or minister, whoever it was saying, like you felt a bit of the cross, you know, yeah. it's like, that's dude. Well, and Jeff, let me share this real quick. I had a friend of mine who who told me he had a dream of me. This was a few years ago and or a couple years ago. He said, Andrew, in the dream, um, I saw that you were coming clean of any place you had tolerated Jezebel in your life. And he said in the in the dream, when you were whenever you would come clean, you developed more and more immunity to Jezebel. And um, he, he said that, um, this is such a powerful dream. He said, because you were willing to come clean of toleration of Jezebel, wherever you went, he goes, I saw wherever you went, you begin to take a, uh, and have authority over Jezebel, not only in your own life, but in, in the places you would go. And he goes, and you wouldn't even have to use words power was just released when you went wow and so that dream kind of became this like revelatory blueprint for i'm like i'm coming clean i'm mm-hmm. you know i don't want i don't want jezebel's uh fingerprints all over me and no, me trying no. to hide it i, I no. god here here i have tolerated here and and not only and it's not just about oh confession and go back to it it's confession and repentance you know it's god i'm turning from that and by your grace you know but that's that's what i want to say to some people is confession is a such a healthy thing uh yes first of all confession to god but i believe there's many times god's saying confess to another person Mm -hmm. because the 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 humility uh not humiliation the humility of that uh, requires a death to self where it checks you the next time you feel like, oh, I want to go sin. 
and you remember, no, I don't want to have to go through the process of putting myself back in that position. Because right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And I would even say this too, just addressing, because we've had this a couple of times and it's not that I'm discouraging people from writing us at Elijah Fire and confessing, but there is something about going to someone individually. Yep. There's a measure of vulnerability. It's a lot easier to write some, some people who don't really know and yep. to just say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with filling the blank. Yeah. There's something else about being vulnerable with someone looking at the whites of their eyes in person, if you can, or someone you're close with that maybe they live across the, the country, you know, but someone who really knows you and to confess it that way, there's, there is a, a, a laying bare that happens in that moment and that full posture of humility that it, I mean, to, to Andrew's credit of what he's saying, I would, I would really recommend that, you know, just really look at people around. Again, this, I'm not discouraging people from writing us and being yeah. like, Hey, could you use prayer? I'm oh, going yeah. through this. I, I'm never going to discourage that, but I have had some people where I'm like that. Right. And I can see, I'm like, you are trying to avoid yeah. the reality of you knowing that God is convicting you to confess this to somebody. And it is a bit of a, an easy way out to write a bunch of people you don't know who are going to, you know, so. Well, because, because you're not going to hold them accountable going forward. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I honestly can't. Right. I can't. You know, like there's too much, too many, too many people that I would have to do that with. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just listen to the Lord, you guys listen to that prompting. And if there is real confession that needs to take place. He's going to, he's going to provide, you know, like first Corinthians 10, 13 says nothing is sees you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will, he will, he will provide a way out. He's always, yep. that's, that's the lie of sin is that you're stuck. I'm stuck in the vortex of sin. There's no way out. There's always a way. He will not allow you to stand up beyond what you can bear. Um, I think is what the, what the, the verse also says. So anyways, yeah, God is, God is good. So. Andrew, uh, uh, yeah, why don't you hit on the book one more time, Dreams to Save a Nation, the ebook. Link is in the description, you guys, to download the PDF of the book. Um, but why don't you talk about that again, just as, uh, just in closing? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Uh, so the book that I just just wrote, it's an ebook, and it's called Dreams to Save a Nation, and it's thirty days of prophetic revelation uh, to help fuel intercession for america and it's 30 dreams uh for 30 days so it's it's a a dream a day and my uh my i don't know my heart or my appeal right now is to i want to gather as many people for the first 30 days and when i say gather i don't mean we're all going to be together but in the spirit that we could follow along for the 30 days of this book to pray and intercede for america for the first 30 days of 2024. Um, these are a lot of key um, key dreams for America. Um, they um, they're they're pretty pretty wild and and they've got commentary and scriptures and decrees with them. And Johnny Inlow wrote the foreword and Lou Engel wrote the introduction. And so I'm just really excited about it. And you know, ultimately I am, I'm just praying God use this as a weapon in your yeah. hand to take down 
uh, giants over America to bring some awakening, to do some amazing things this year. So yeah, you can find it. Um, I, did you guys have the link in the, we do have a link post? in the description. It's super easy. You guys just open the link in the description under stuff we talked about. It's right there. Uh, but also you can go to, hold on, I have it right here. You can go to vanquishpw.com and then it's going to be under, it looks like it's under Arsenal. Yep. 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 Boom. Vanquishpw.com. Go into the Arsenal section and you'll see the Dreams to Save a Nation ebook. Um, but also you can click the link in the description. That's the easiest way, guys. Just we made it super easy for you. So and then also links to all of the other places you can follow Andrew and his amazing wife Kelly and all of their exciting adventures and revelation and all of that. Um, please be sure to follow them, join their groups, all of that. Links in the description to all of those as well. So Andrew, this was a this was an awesome, awesome episode and a great end to the year um, and just pointing people in a focused direction. So thank you for thank you for laying it all out there, dude. Man, thanks, Jeff. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm yep. I'm I'm excited. You guys be excited. 2024, you know, that God is going to do some good things in your life and in this nation. So um let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go, baby. Uh, so everybody, um, have a blessed Thursday. Tune in tomorrow, last show of the year. Uh, we've got Ivana Tia on, and it's going to be a great time. She is fantastic. So uh, that's going to be a great episode. You don't want to miss it. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, elijahstreams.com slash donate. So you guys donate. You know the drill. Proceeds go towards this situation, Steve's situation, but also the water wells. Uh, all around the world, you guys. And so we're doing a lot of amazing things because of your donations. So we love you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow for the last show of the year at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.